Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sushi with Seema. I'm so excited for this episode. With me, I have some special guests. Uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce my producers, Mr. Jason Jackson and Ms. Shay Elise Topol in the house. Hi, guys. Because it takes a village. Shout out to Joey for setting this up. <laughs> And yes, so uh, the guest that I have today is Milena Anderberhan. Hi. Hi. And uh, she is actually a professional dancer and an amazing mental health advocate. To be honest, I kind of started this show because of people like her. Being in Arizona here, it's been such an amazing journey to meet people like Milena and uh, learn so many great values. So I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you for being here, despite your crazy schedule. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. I actually want to talk about how we met because it's a, it's a, it was actually life changing to meet you. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I remember. No, you remember. Yeah. So I, I decided to pursue dancing, um, and I found these videos online on Instagram where amazing professional dancers were just doing crazy stuff and I was like hmm I wonder if there's something like that in Arizona because I saw a lot of this happening in LA and I did find some stuff and some open classes here in Arizona and I was a bit hesitant to you know go into a class because I thought wow these seem like professional dancers but I was like you know what I'm just gonna take the step and go in and I step in and I didn't know anyone I felt kind of lost and then this this girl walks over to me with this beautiful smile <laughs> and she's like hi and I'm like hi and I'm like this is my first time I don't know what to do and she's like no don't worry it's it's totally cool like you know is this your first time and and then I take the class I suck but and then I see her kill it like crazy and she's just like yeah I'm the boss and I'm like wow that I did not expect that because she's so humble as a person and uh yeah, and she, I, I remember I kind of gave up at that day, and I was like, oh, I don't think this is for me. And she was like, no, keep coming. There's this studio and that studio. Just just keep coming, and I'll, I'll come with me. Come with me to class. And, uh, you know, she would tell me, and I would go to class, and she would obviously kill it, but she, every time I would go to that class, she would say something like, you know, you're growing, you're, you're doing amazing. And like that, she introduced me to so many fantastic people who were just so uplifting, and I feel like I... I haven't, you know, really given it up just honestly because of the pure fact that the people are amazing. Yeah. So thank you for changing my life. It's, you know, helped me grown so much more than you can understand. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that. Hey, and Sim, I have a question for you and your and your listeners. What kind of dance are you guys oh, are you guys into? What do uh, you do? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, why, why don't you answer that? <laughs> so the way an open class is set up is a choreographer who's the person who makes up the dance and they're also the teacher, they will set up a class and it'll be like $10 come and they'll tell you the style. So it'll Got be it. hip hop or it'll be heels. So the one that I specifically met you at was a hip hop class. Right. So met her there and then I kind of connected her to these other studios and those studios cool. will have people who post on Instagram like, oh, heels and this. Um, I feel like most of the stuff that we've done together has been hip hop or, or heels. heels. Um, yeah. Kind of things like that. But I know you do other things <laughs> yeah. as well. Yes. Yes. That's for another episode. But yeah, yeah. I've heard like, yeah, that's true. Because I started out learning Indian classical dance. So that was something very different. Mm -hmm. 
and uh so to try out something different i feel like as a dancer or you know as a person we need to have that uh versatility to grow so mm-hmm. i'm glad i took all these different you know extremes of classes yeah. but i i really want to understand your journey through dance like when did you get started how did you get to this place of being so good at it because i do feel that on some days that it is a struggle and you know you you have that feeling of oh i'm gonna give up but tell me what made you stuck on um so i first started dancing i didn't i wasn't always great so <laughs> um it was back in college i had just i graduated out of north high school um and i did cheer in high school and cheer is very different than hip-hop dancing and i remember actually my senior year i auditioned for the hip-hop dance team and I remember it was a thing like there were people that really felt that I shouldn't be on this team. They're like, she's too stiff. She's a cheerleader. She shouldn't be on that team. Um, And then after that, I didn't really dance, but I was kind of going through this rough patch after graduating from high school. And one of my friends was like, hey, you should come take this hip hop open class. And I was like, why would I do that? And he was like, because it'll cheer you up like you're around great people. It'll be fun. Um, I was dealing with a breakup, you know, so it felt like the end of the world at that point. (laughs) So I go to this dance class and I just couldn't keep up. Like, I just could not understand how they're moving their hand this way and then their foot's going this way. And it's such a fast pace. You saw it's fast paced, right? So I was just so amazed by it that I was like, I have to learn how to do this thing. Like I have to. So they had a team it was called element dance crew and i just asked if i could watch their rehearsals so uh cisco who's mm-hmm. my best friend yes. at that point he was the leader of this team so he let me sit in on their rehearsals i would stay with them for hours never got to actually dance with them but i would just be on the side i'd try to catch on to what they were doing he let me just hang out and i would audition for every performance that he had and I would never make it. And I remember there was this one performance that I I really wanted to make. It was, they were performing back at our old high school where my ex was. So I was like, yeah, I have to, I have to go perform at my ex's school and I got to show him what he lost, right? Um, I didn't make it. I know. But it just, it wasn't, it wasn't ever going to stop me. I was just like, you know, like, I'm not going to stop. Like, I want to be the best as my best. So... I honestly, since then, I've only taken open classes. I have no actual, like, real training or anything like that. I just go to open classes. I go, I do terrible, I take notes, and then I just keep going. And till this day, I still take open classes. So I think most people might assume that, like, oh, you've probably been dancing your whole life, training. No, I just went and I guess you could say Mm self-taught. Started taking classes. I auditioned for the Suns, um, and I made it one year, which was cool. So I did that for one year. I did their hip-hop team. Um, and then after that got into different dance gigs, I started to get like noticed by people who originally were probably turning me down. Um, and they started to kind of like, no, it's like, okay, like she's getting better. And now here I am still doing it. And I teach now, which is really cool. What do you teach? Um, I've been teaching hip hop classes here. Um, but I, so with my classes, um, it's kind of different. It's not so much uh, about the choreography, I feel like, in the classes that I have. It's more about the experience. Like, I okay. feel like most dancers are leaving with an experience coming from my class. For sure. I talk a lot. It's probably a podcast itself coming to my class. <laughs> it's an like, empowerment class. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. It's a lot of just me, basically. I tell them my story. I let them know, like, I was in this, I am still am in the same shoes that they're in mm-hmm. right now. I still am taking open classes. And 
it's just no different than where I'm at. Because I think people will look at other people and they're like, wow, I want to be where they're at. And they think it's so impossible. But it's like, I'm on my own journey. You're on your own journey. There's no end point to that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So what has been that lesson that you've taken from dance to help you with, you know, your personal life or your growth as a person? So... um Obviously, I didn't know I would ever be able to dance, right? Yeah. So, and my family doesn't know, like they didn't know I danced. Like yeah. it was just really this like selfish thing. It was something that I wanted to do for myself. I never really involved anyone else. Like so, even my friends, like they were like, "Why didn't you ever invite us to like a dance? You dance for the Phoenix Suns. Like why wouldn't you tell us this?" Like, but it was something I did for myself, and I think for a long time I separated who I was as a dancer and who I was in real life. Like yeah. that's how I looked at it. So. In like my day-to-day life, I'm a student, I'm kind of shy, but still very like, if you know me, I'm not shy, you know, but I definitely could never imagine myself like dancing in front of thousands of people or anything like that. So I kept looking at it for so long as like these two separate people, like, look at this girl, she's got confidence. I'd see myself on video and honestly be like, who is she? Like, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. But in the recent years, I've learned to see myself as one whole person Mm -hmm. you know i'm shy at times but i am also confident and demand people's attention at times i can be sexy which is weird for me because i'm same (laughs) incredibly goofy and didn't really grow up um i grew up very conservative Mm so i kind of i don't know i kind of myself shamed that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so i wasn't comfortable with it but i started to see myself as like this one person um and even like it's kind of hard to explain but like certain things like in my day-to-day life I get anxious Mm -hmm. but if you see me dance like people will say like oh Melina you're fluid and you're patient and I'm just like what like yeah why can't I do that in my other life so I've been able to take the skills that I have in dance and use them in my real life so if it's just breathing I'm breathing and dancing I now do that in my real like at work or when I'm doing homework I'll just breathe throughout Mm. things and kind of just try to accept myself as one whole entire human rather than separating myself into these different people. And, you know, with dance, you have to be vulnerable. Right. And that was a little hard for me, but that's kind of the beauty of it. And that's where the fellowship comes with it. You're becoming vulnerable with these other people. Mm-hmm. You know, we all choose to come to dance. No one forces us. It's not like work or school. So it's really fun. I don't know if she dances or not, but she teaches yoga and breathing. And I got to say that might be a little vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's <laughs> a bunch of people bent over in your room. <laughs> yeah. But just to be able, even just looking at yourself in the mirror, like that, oh, yeah. that's kind of hard. That was hard for me. Like, so going to a dance class, you're in front of a mirror the entire time. Mm-hmm. You are reviewing yourself. You're criticizing yourself. You're doing all kinds of stuff. So you have to become vulnerable. Not only that, like you, you said it yourself, you came into that dance class and I was like, I'm going to suck. I'm going to do terrible. So those messages that we're yeah. telling ourselves when we're yeah. in dance class, that's harsh. And then you leave with this idea of like, I did terrible. But for me, I was able to like, I had no expectations. Like the learning of it, I liked not doing well because that meant I had something to work towards. So it's been cool being able to just connect all of that for myself and learn to deal with vulnerability and be able to be comfortable and truly just accept myself. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of accepting yourself, like I know you mentioned something about like how you're going out there and uh, you have to be vulnerable and, you know, sexy and things like that. Do you have that, 
feeling of like, oh, how are people going to perceive me? Or like that thing of like, I'm not really like that. Like, I'm not this sexy person, but I'm this goofball. Because I feel that sometimes that, you know, if in front of a camera or if I'm doing a photo shoot, I can be that sultry person. But actually, I'm super awkward in real life. Mm-hmm. So how do you like, do you feel like it's different facets of a person or, you know, how what, what are your thoughts on that? And especially in this day and age where people are like, you know, they always have something to say. So. Yeah. Um, well, one, I try as hard as I can to not be judgmental. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was like, again, like, so my parents were from Africa, East mm-hmm. Africa, Eritrea. Yeah. Um, and so we grew up very conservative. So when I started dancing, um, I mean, it wasn't even a conversation with my parents. I have no, poor, my poor parents, I don't know what they thought I was doing, <laughs> but um when I started getting into heels dancing, which was recently, yes. like the past like year or so, I got into heels dancing. I did worry. I got two questions. Yes. What ask. is heels dancing <laughs> and what is classical Indian? <laughs> okay, so Can you explain? heels dancing is basically, um, I wouldn't even I call it heels. Yeah, no, it's okay. So there's <laughs> heels technique. Um, I, again, I did not grow up trained in dancing, but you can go to like, there's place, people in LA who teach you how to the technicalities of dancing in a pair of high heels. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yes. So that's what that is. So um, they have classes here in Arizona where um, you're learning to dance in heels. I feel like I should have been able to put that together. No, no, no. It's okay. You know, it's a good question because honestly in dance, it's become confusing for a lot of us where it's like, what's the difference of heels dancing and heels technique? Mm. Two different types you know, of I classes. I was picturing somebody like, you know, you push them on their heels. Oh, oh, literally. Or, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, pair of high heels and, and that's then it. And classical <laughs> Indian, what is that? Oh, that's, so it's actually, there are different forms of classical Indian dance, but the one that I was trained in is called Bharatanatyam. So it's, uh, yeah, that's why I don't say that. It's a that's a, It's a word. It's <laughs> one word. But um, how would I describe it as basically telling a story through your hand gestures, through your expressions, um, through steps and rhythm and... Um, uh, like you, you know how in ballet they have like a plie as like a foundation yes there's something like that but it's kind of more of a squat Got it. so it's, it's your baseline it's your baseline it's uh it, it's helped me a lot actually because it's mixing you know dance with expression so it's like acting and yeah. dancing so it's it's kind of cool that that's i think how i got into lip singing <laughs> yeah well from from your like cultural stance coming from and i'm sure we can talk about this on another episode too but in your background you know, it's it it definitely and to all of you who are listening, I can say this t- to her, but um, you would never think that you would be a hip hop dancer mm, ever. Mm-hmm. And then you see you like it, yeah. it blew my mind when I found that out. Like I had no idea because I knew this surface level um, uh, version of you, yeah. you know, from <clears> speaking <throat> with you in class and being your teacher. And I knew the the goofy side of you and I knew that and I knew the vulnerable side but and I and I had seen you kind of do some of your classical Indian stuff on social media and then you were like yeah I'm also a hip-hop dancer and a good one like <laughs> and so what what's the where where's the connect between classical Indian dancing from your culture and hip-hop how yeah. did that happen yeah I, I think she can add to this because we i feel like both of us come from a similar conservative right. background right. where you know things of even like the heel the technique that she was talking about is it's very sensual to be honest you know it, there's a lot of technique that looks looks easy because it's effortless but it's so tough when you do it 
Um, but there is a, this kind of sensuality that's involved that I feel like both of us have not been used to in our culture because we've always right. been told, like, you know, shield yourself. Like, you're not, you're not supposed to be like that. And and then when I feel I felt like after moving here back from India, I felt like I it was the first time I was free and independent of having my own thoughts. I've always enjoyed hip hop music because I'm from Cali, I right. guess. And uh, I don't know. And then I really like Beyonce. So I really like that sensual <laughs> side of things. So I was, I, a I was a diva. You know, I was a diva in my bedroom. I would be a bedroom dancer. Like five years ago, before I even got into dance, I would be trying to do the drunken love routine on a chair. <laughs> so, you oh, know, so like it was there. It was just not there in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. It was just not there. So it just needed I needed that push. And I think, um, yeah, that's that's how I got into this. And cool. yeah, I'm still it's a still a work in progress, but I really it appreciate it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, I'm I'm you wouldn't perceive me or maybe her to be like that. But when, you know, we're doing and performing, it, it just comes out. Right? Yeah. Right. And it's honestly, I think it's all about the vulnerability and the mm -hmm. expression. So I've taken classes that aren't necessarily hip hop. I've taken like contemporary or modern. Um, if there was a classical Indian, I would go take it because it's just a different way that you're able to express yourself. So a lot of times it's like if verbally I wasn't able to express myself in one way, music kind of allows me to express myself. You are the Bruce Lee of dance. <laughs> oh, she is, though. She's like, like if you know anyone in Arizona who is a dancer and you ask them who their favorite or, you know, a dancer they look up to, they'll they'll mention her, you know, for sure. I've like That's a, dope. Because I've spoken to, like, after meeting her, I like, I met a lot of dancers here who are talented. And they'll say, like, yeah, she and um, her friend who she mentioned, Cisco, who's killing it in L.A., mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're definitely some of the best dancers who are paving the way for other Arizona dancers to go and kill it in a place like L.A., which is crazy. Or and just I, at home. Huh? To just kill it at home, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. They're for, killing it. For me, it to, like, even be able to dance in public is a feat. Is like, I, I'm impressed that I can do that. <laughs> if I, that makes any sense, like, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. Or something, just the fact that I can get up there and not look weird. Yeah. I feel great about that. <laughs> and actually, I wanted to mention something about that because dancing has helped me, like, build my confidence. It's helped me in acting as well, or, you know, even at work. And, I like when I would go meet my friends, especially my male friends who are so adamant about like even learning dancing and I would teach them a step or two that I've learned or it's something that like I'm not I wouldn't call myself a dance teacher. I just teach them some moves. And I remember we were I think dancing to Cardi B or something and mm -hmm. there was even twerking involved. <laughs> they just loved it. Yeah. They had no inhibitions, no hesitations and they I remember they came back and they're like they were like wow that that felt so good now I have so, I have a move to dance to on my birthday so Aww. I feel like dance that's another cool thing yeah. to do like and there's something to learn from yeah. from that like I love just genuinely watching people like you know when you go somewhere and you watch them dance and you know you see that one person go out on the dance floor and you don't know what they're doing they're just dancing and really enjoying themselves that's so admirable because for us we get stuck in this idea i've of like, realized that so now i do it all the time do <laughs> it yeah because you girls are like they, you're the first guy that gets talked to yeah <laughs> you really are and really it it just it's kind of like this constant flow of like 
inspiring each other. So for you, Seema, like watching you from that one class that I met you and I gave you the information, I was like, hey, take these classes and seeing you continue to take classes, it inspired me. You know, so there's not even a certain level to inspiration or like a place that you need to be to be able to inspire others. It's Mm. it's just in us, you know, and for me, especially um, when I what you said earlier with the whole sensual side, not being able to just not even understanding that side of myself when I got to experience that through dance, it really did help me learn that like, wow, like I actually feel sexy. Like, mm. and that's a really important thing in your relationships and just for yourself, it's important to feel that. Um, and my fear originally with like posting a video of myself doing anything like that, I was worried that like, if people see this, they're gonna like think that I'm trying to call out for attention or like if they see me wearing certain things, I had to realize that was judgment on my end. Mm. The only person who was judging was me in reality because I'm looking at this video thinking like they're gonna think this. I'm making all these assumptions. So once I was I gonna stopped, ask you, is there like a line where it comes to where you're like, I'm not doing a Snoop Dogg video or like for too me, far kind of thing? Like, um, that, is there something in your mind that's off limits? It's like, that's eh, just tasteful. Um. Uh, I don't know, really. I mean, I guess it would just depend on an opportunity. I don't necessarily care too much to get dance gigs in that sense of where I want to professional, like work continuously to get paid as a dancer. I honestly just love doing it for fun. I'm going to keep doing it for the rest of my life as long as I can. Um, but I figure when the situation comes, um, I'll probably stop. But there has been Have you sometimes. ever seen anything on TV that you're like, I wouldn't do that? Hmm. Um, I, I shouldn't put you in this corner, but I'm just kind of no, curious. No, 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 it's okay. You know, because it does happen. Yeah, I have seen things that I'm like, oh, I, I like. Okay, so partner dancing. Oh. So let's look at that. So dance. <laughs> so you'll see dance dancing videos with men. <laughs> well, no. So certain levels of partner dancing, uh-huh. I would probably feel uncomfortable okay. with like a stranger man <laughs> touching okay. me or oh. you know getting that close. And that's something I'm uncomfortable with. Not that when I see them, I'm like, ew, why are they doing that? But it. I just right. don't, I just probably yeah. wouldn't do it and that's okay with it. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. Unless it was, it was in within my like safe corners where it's like yeah. maybe dancing with Cisco, but I think we'd laugh the whole time. <laughs> so I just think, again, you don't know until you're in that situation um, and you're either going to get uncomfortable and maybe try or just like, eh, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, acting scene I have this thing with a partner and oh, it's yeah. just about how to be in front of people. And I mean, we're talking about just touch her leg <laughs> and it's like jumping off a fucking jumping off a cliff to me. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's absolutely terrifying. And, uh, and I think about it, I thought about taking like ballroom dancing just to, you know, be more socially, something positive to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I wonder how scared I would be to dance with a stranger, you know, literally hold a stranger yeah. behind her back. Like Same. for some reason I have some boundaries. Like I have that, like I need to, I don't feel, I would try it. I did. <laughs> I did. Like, <laughs> just no, really. Sometimes you, you don't reason. know. I did ballroom. And again, I was kind of feeling that way too, where I didn't like hold hands with a man like mm-hmm. uh, that, a stranger man. I didn't want to do that. But in that moment, I was so much more focused on trying to understand the feet work <laughs> the ballroom that I didn't even think about the fact that I was holding mm-hmm. on his hand. So yeah, I think it just depends. I've taken classes where they randomly pair you up with a person and the first couple times, like, I just stopped dancing. Like, it threw me off choreography-wise. Like, I just couldn't remember the dance. But um, sometimes in the moment, again, it's this sp- expression. Yeah. It kind of just, you just go. Like, your body, it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah you're yeah. literally acting. Like, it'll just take over and you do things. And then you'll stop filming. And you're like, what? 
what did I just do? (laughs) For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that's the same case with heels. I remember she first told me like, it's like, imagine you're running with heels. You won't care. Like if a dog is chasing you, you'll just run. Yeah. You wouldn't think, you wouldn't think, oh, can I run in heels? No, you're going to run for your life from this. Yes. That's deadly chihuahua. I I think you were mentioning about your, like your family and like how they perceive. So when you did tell them and did you show them videos and like, how how is, how is that? It's, they're adorable. So I've shown them like some videos of me dancing and they just like smile and they're just like, how cute. (laughs) It was my scrappy piece that I showed them. And my mom was like, that is beautiful. And I was like, what? It's beautiful. But um, like gangsta in that piece. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people see that with like with my parents, them even being from another country. I've connected them a lot. So I've taught my mom dances. Did you see you in uh, Dr. Dre or uh, <laughs> who's the guy who died of? Oh, yeah. Who was the guy, the original guys? Uh, oh, NWA. NWA. They just, they just see yeah. you standing next to NWA in their mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know exactly what they imagined, but. Again, my mind was so closed off. There you go. My mind was so closed off to the idea that they'd understand. But it's just crazy because I'm like, wait, like my dad actually performs. He's a singer and he plays the guitar. So I was like, why on earth wouldn't I have even thought, first Mm. of all, he's I that's who I probably inherited this musicality from. But like, of course, they would love it that he thought they thought it was so cool that I did it. But again, it was my own thoughts and my own judgment that kept me from sharing this with my parents and Mm. actually just accepting it about myself too like the less I shared the less it was like I wasn't admitting to myself that I am sexy I'm goofy I'm odd I'm awkward I'm all these things and it's just great yeah I I think that's the same thing that happened with me like initially I would tell my mom that I'm doing aerobics classes just so that she understands like like you know I don't know if she even understood what it was but she was just happy that one side that oh I'm getting exercise but on the other end she was like don't break your leg so you know she was like and then she's like don't stay out too late and she's like yo don't don't go at this time you know that's how it's been in my household forever Um, you'd be surprised if you shared i'm telling you like i was always a person my mom does the kiki dance like the drake i've seen she loves it yeah and it's just like i can't her family's so cute i've seen their videos and it's just because my me and my little brother it's we share with them we share everything with them like i showed them music videos i'm like look at this you know like this is cool and they admire it they learn it and they love it you know Mm -hmm. and then if they do kind of are not for it I do accept that that's their culture and that's what they feel but I feel differently and you know that's okay it's just part of accepting people yeah and yeah now I want to kind of get into about your (laughs) I got one thing I just think is funny from a guy's perspective (laughs) you say that I'm sexy, but but I'm goofy. And you say the goofy like it's a bad thing. One thing I've never heard one of my guy friends say is, gosh, she's so beautiful, but gosh, she's goofy. I don't know if I could do that. It's this idea but, that we have in yeah, our heads as women that you can't be both. But, uh, uh, <laughs> no, I think the, I think it's cool oh, to be both. Saying. I see what you're saying. If you're goofy, then somehow. I know yeah, like I in my head, like you need to just, you need to walk like Beyonce. Beyonce doesn't joke. Like what? She's just <laughs> walks around with a fan on her like, all yeah, day. She doesn't stumble in her heels, that kind of no, thing. No, yeah, like, but like. It's just us, like, we just have this idea that we can't, but now, again, now that I've learned accept I'm like, these are my superpowers. Mm-hmm. I'm funny, too. And it, yeah. It is an interesting thing that, like, I think I've been accidentally a victim of this thing of where, like, I've kind of made fun of somebody in a cute way because they did something goofy, mm-hmm. oh. and it hurt their feelings oh. because goofy's not sexy. And it, like, it's hitting home to why that is. Yeah, um. exactly. But, again, I, 
I think everything reverts back to self-acceptance. Mm. So the second I accepted that I was goofy, I own it. I love it. I'd wear a shirt that says I'm goofy. I think it's one of the greatest things about me, you know? Um, I just think as we grow up in society, we're taught that like being sexy and being this perfect person who sits upright and like doesn't mess up is the ideal woman that we mm. want to be. But then once you learn to accept yourself, I think that's like the true definition of beauty is just full self-acceptance. Mm. Wow. So yeah, that's actually a good segue into what I was going to talk about, like self-acceptance and all that. And I know you are a strong mental health advocate and all about self-love, self-care. Um, tell us a little about like what you do in that space and why it's such an important topic to you. I mean, it is an important topic for all of us, but I, I see you, I see your posts online. And even though we never got to interact a lot, mm -hmm. I just knew just through the the messages that you would send out through your dance videos or you know your posts about self-love that wow this girl really wants to make an impact in this world so tell us about that yeah so um I originally was a PA student I was a med student I had always knew that I wanted to like help people mm -hmm. and so when I was working in the hospital I was like okay this is what I've always wanted I want to help people I started to realize I wanted to help people basically in just a different way something more long-term um, and I started to realize that people, I was just always watching people. I think growing up, I just always observed people and I started to realize like there's so much more than just your medical attention that people need, like physical health. Like there's this whole other side, there's emotional health and there's, you know, you've got your mental health. That's like super important. So I started to realize growing up, like even just looking at like my siblings and how we grew up in the same family, but we can handle things so differently. I started really liking studying like human behavior and how we process things. And it made me realize like if people had, if people knew these certain things or people had these certain skills, um, I think they would do so much better. I think people do the best they can with what they have. Mm -hmm. And no one talks about mental health. Like it, it's kind of blows my mind and not in school, nothing. Hey, yeah. Shay. Shay spoke about it in our yeah, last I was episode. Say, can you say something about, uh, what she just said there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was just reiterating on on um Seema's podcast. Yeah, it, when I was on um, last time that um I had a, a really really hard time with coming to this realization that I had um insane depression and paranoia and anxiety and coming to terms with that was really difficult and being able to ask for help and kind of trying to find the balance I was talking about finding the balance between am I just having a hard time or is something wrong you know is this something that I can seek help for or or am I being do I need to buck up mm -hmm. essentially mm -hmm. and I was actually asking about like I don't know seeing the light might not be the thing but seeing people who don't listen well or what she's kind of talking about I don't they do they do the best with what they have and yeah. I don't think they don't know what they don't have mm. they don't you know they saying? yeah how would you know you didn't have something if you just didn't know yeah. like you oh, really right. you know yeah. you know what you know and that's that right yeah. yeah so i think it's um just really important to me like i just don't see how people can survive without it and it's not being taught anywhere so i really want to work hard as to right now i'm in psychotherapy school i'm studying psychotherapy i'll eventually get my license um I haven't decided like what specific things I want to do. I know I want to do preventative care. So that's really just working cool. on teaching people about mental health mm -hmm. before it gets to this point. Like, like you're saying, because people fight with themselves like, oh, I think I just, 
I just need to be better. And you know, and then you've got Instagram that people are posting all these things where it's like, stop being a victim and blah, blah. You have, we have no idea. Like mm. it can run in your family. Yes. Like there's just so, so much more to it. And it really like hurts my heart that there are so many people that just have no idea and they're like suffering at home and they probably don't even know they're suffering. That's the hard part is like, right. how would you know to even voice certain things mm -hmm. and be comfortable with that if you don't even know if you've never had that dialogue at home, I didn't have that dialogue. I spent my whole childhood incredibly angry and not even aware of it. Yeah, yeah you just don't know. Don't and know. I started working with kids and that's kind of, mm -hmm. it was just, they were like, you know, they'll tell me like, you know, there's messages that we tell kids. We tell kids like, why are you crying? You know, yeah. don't do that, don't cry. And it's like, wow, we tell kids don't cry. Why are you doing that? We mm -hmm. immediately kind of get frustrated with them, you know, when they're expressing emotions or we just like, don't, don't be mad. Yeah. You know, instead of like, hey, what's going on? Why are you upset? Or teaching them how to like deal with deal the emotion, with you know? So I just really want to work on helping with preventative care. So teaching people, having that language and teaching people how to have that dialogue, teaching parents. I mean, really just helping people like, oh, yeah. on every aspect. Um, I also like in prisons, I really want to work in prisons and mm -hmm. kind of help with that demographic just because they don't have any help. I, the only, I actually have a a place in my heart for that because people they just put them in these buildings in the middle of nowhere and forget about it and people don't act like it exists and people are and the only people that do care are churches I've noticed mm. but it's I feel like and there's a lot of young people and it's really not I don't think they should be there and it's not necessarily all their fault no I, I, yeah. I think that's an important thing nobody thinks about it and I feel like even the prisons are actually put out of sight almost mm. yeah so people don't even notice they're there out of sight out of mind and then really I think our thinking it's kind of just like this bubble so you are taught certain things you grew up learning certain things and until you learn to kind of just burst that bubble and think outside of that mm. you don't really question certain things that you were taught growing up like we don't there's just so many things growing up. I'm, I just never questioned. Like right. now when I look back, I'm like, gosh, there's so many people that I wish I just like asked them questions. But we were taught like someone cries, you kind of uh, maybe yeah. like give them a hug or just kind of like turn. or if someone's upset, you kind of go away. But if somebody falls and hurts their ankle, you go immediately. You yeah. help them. You call 911. You get you get them help. Yeah. But it's when someone is going through something, yeah, you kind of you're you can see it. Yeah, we're just, uh, I don't know. They're going through something. I'm not talking to them anymore. Right. You know, mm. so we aren't given the proper tools. Like we don't even know how to empathize for people, which doesn't require much. You could just sit there and be fine. Mm. So I really want to help with that. And prisons, exactly. They just, no one's thinking about them. And they're humans. They're mm. really no, like, and we treat them like animals. And I think um, at one point I was working with um, a women that were victims of sex trafficking and we did these different models with them and we went kind of over these things. It's this ABC model. So it's your activating event, your belief and the consequence and how you dispute it. So we talked about something as simple as like, okay, give us something that happened in your life. And they're like, okay, um, I got to do to drugs. Okay. You know, they're like, we're like, okay, what's the, what happened because of that? What's your consequence? They're like, my kids got taken away. I'm in jail. Yeah. Um, all kinds of stuff. So we're like, okay, well, what was your belief? And they're like, well, I believed if I just smoked once, I nothing would. I wouldn't get addicted. There's no way, or no one would know. Police wouldn't catch me, and they believe that this activating event because I got addicted to drugs is why my kids were taken away. Mm. But in reality, it's your beliefs. Mm. Because you believed you wouldn't get caught, 
that's why you know and so we work with them on how to dispute these thoughts like which what which one is irrational and which one's rational so believing that you won't get caught is that a rational thought or is that irrational are you saying i should stop running the red turn arrows (laughs) (laughs) yeah so again Uh, something as simple as driving so for me yeah yeah and so the difference is for someone like me I believe I will get caught and that's why uh, I don't do that. And that's why I'm not in jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? But really our thinking is the same. I'm glad and you're not saying this to me through bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But most of us, like we won't, we don't do certain things because of our beliefs. And so you really have to check if your beliefs are irrational or rational. If you feel like someone's cut you off, you know, you get mad. That's your activating event. Mm. This dude cut me off on the road. The consequence yelled at them, cussed them out did all kinds of stuff. Why do you, what was your belief? I believe they cut me off. So it's like you question that, like you believe that this one person got on this one freeway to cut you specifically off. It's irrational. You really have to break it down. And so you're special in a bad way. (laughs) They really meant to do that to me. So I just think a lot of these things, like it's just lack of help. Like no one has provided this information for them. Like and so the more I learn growing, like growing as an individual, the more I learn in this program, the more I learn working with people, I realize like, gosh, these people just have no idea. Like they just don't know. And they're, they're not doing better because they just don't know. It's not because they're not terrible people. I have mm. unconditional positive regard for all humans. Like, mm. and no they don't have anyone again. helping yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, really. In reality, yeah. they just don't. I know what it's like to not be guided Yeah. and not know. And so I know what it's like to end up in a place and you're like, just because there's nobody around to go. I mean, just simple as like having a girlfriend. Like I, my mom wasn't around and stuff like that. It's like nobody would be like, this is how you have a normal relationship or how yeah. you're just hanging around with the other latchkey dudes your age, figuring it out yourselves. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's exactly. the same thing with me too in relationships. Like I'm like my mom would be like, where's the guy? And I'm like, for 24 years, you've told me not to talk to males. Not but to you talk should to be guys. married now. Yeah. <laughs> I, but you should be married and have a kid by now. Like, you know, that's, 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 it's, yeah it's it's i think that i i totally agree with that and that again stems from the culture but i guess i've i feel like uh representing like an a south asian woman that i by doing these other kind of things that's outside the box of our cultural norms people from my um ethnicity or my country will understand that and be like okay she's you know if she can do it she's still staying true to her roots and still like admiring the diversity that she's surrounded by Mm -hmm. and i feel like you're also doing that because i see a lot of times that you know you are doing other different kinds of dances but you are giving back to your community and i i really admire that um why is that something that's so important to you and it's, it's something that you know you feel like you have to be the forefront for um well again just for me it's like I don't know. I feel like with being given certain information, being given certain opportunities to get an education and learn these kinds of things, I'm just like, I can't hold this to myself. Like, my gosh, if people knew that they could do this to feel better, like, I got to do that. And specifically with our community, we had um, a loss. Uh, There was a suicide that happened. So it was just crazy to me when that happened. I was like, it happened in my own backyard. Like, I work for the state and I help other people, but I just never expected it to happen and in our like we don't talk about mental health and somehow that still was just as much as I was in it I was like I never (laughs) turned around and thought my own people like so once that happened I was like okay like I can't even imagine what like the people are going through but I've I've got to teach them so since then I started a 
support group for our community here in Phoenix for the Habashas. And Habashas is just another word for the Eritreans and Ethiopians here in Arizona. So we meet, yeah, and we talk about um, just different topics. We actually have a meeting today um, and we're going to talk about self-care. And so we all can relate to each other because we all kind of had the same upbringing. And again, it's understanding our parents did the best they can with what they have. They also grew up in a completely different place. So I do that with them. And I also had a meeting for the adults, Mm. which I didn't know how that was going to go. But I was like, okay, I'm going to do a meeting for the parents because I'm sure they're confused. Like they're just like, like I remember my mom was telling me, she was like, I don't know. We brought you guys to America because we wanted to protect you from some of the stuff we mm-hmm. grew up with, but we don't know how to protect you from this. Uh, like, we have no idea. It. Like, we so don't know true. how to see this, you yeah. know? So I was like, okay, I need to do something. So I had a meeting and basically kind of gave them an overview on mental health awareness, what it is, um, how to talk about it. I mean, it's just really about meeting people where they are. So not necessarily like being up here and giving like all these technical names, but really just meeting them where they are so my support group is like a circle kind of thing we all just talk like let's Mm -hmm. just general questions create a non-judgmental environment where you can just simply say things or you can talk to me in private whatever it is that you want and you're with people that you relate to so Mm. it's just I think it's comforting it's really nice so for me I just want to do whatever I can to help not only my people specifically my habishas but really the whole world like I I want to help humankind like we all are the same you know um but i did see um an av- advantage like a spot where i could help specifically with them so i made sure like okay i gotta do this and mm. i think in my head i thought i needed to be like licensed and like in my head like yeah i need to <laughs> yeah, be kind yeah. of like up there i'm not up there yet i'm not like a superhero yet i can't help people but i was like no i can help people with the small bit i know and even if it's just exactly. saying i'll sit here with you that's helping people a lot. And like people will message me, even just alone with dancing, I get a lot of Eritreans and Ethiopians that message me. I'm like, hey, how do you deal with this with your parents? Oh, how do you wow. dance and not worry about your parents? And so it's cool being able to help people, even if it's just one 13 year old on Instagram that is too scared to dance. Like You made a difference. Yeah. That's and that matters. one, mm. that's all I care about. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. And we're so glad that you were here today to chat with us. I know. Yeah. yeah. So um, before we end, um, I like to do this thing about um, like a, a game. It's like it's it's this thing on New York Times. It's called 36 questions to fall in love. OK. So <laughs> it's like two people ask the same questions and they like are supposed to fall in love by the end of it. OK. But we're not going to go through all 36, but I'm going to ask you to choose a number between 1 to 36, and I'm going to ask you the questions. The questions are, like, really, um, they're they're nice. It's, like, very insightful into a person. Mm-hmm. So I, I want you to go ahead and pick some numbers. Yes. Okay. Well, one number for now. 18. <laughs> okay. Last time she's picked, yeah, seven. picked 17. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, wow. Hmm. What was the number last time? 17. Okay. She picked half. I like even numbers. I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm like that with odd. <laughs> okay. That's a prime too. Right. <laughs> what do you value? Oh, we have to, we have to, we have to lighten up the mood. Now. <laughs> what do you value most in a friendship? Oh, hmm. Hmm. let's see. In a friendship, I have amazing friends. Yes. I, I envy your friend. Gosh, I'm so blessed. I'm so happy. I love them. Um, I admire... 
Her, her, trust. I, oh, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Trust, I swear I was just going to say it. Was yeah, like, because um, it's really cool. Like, trust to me, it's not like one thing, you know. Um, I was like to watch this video, and it was cool. They compare trust to, like, someone investing into your jar of marbles. Mm. So every time they do something, like, it re- that require- that builds trust, they're investing into this marble jar of yours. Oh. And so my friends really keep my marble jar very full and I can ask, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like I feel that. safe with them because I trust them. Like oh. being, a- I can ask them for help. Yeah. I just, I don't think about a single thing when it comes to my friends. Like oh. what do they think? Or yeah, yeah. It's just free. I, I, free. I, I think that's something that I realized with that dance community is like, wow, you guys are saying nice things to me. Like I'm not used to that. <laughs> like with, you know knowing them for only a few months like yeah. or even in the first class like getting that like you're growing i was like yeah that's cool i need more of you i'm gonna keep coming back yeah so yeah and i i know i you just moved to la yes. so i wanted like i know this is like talking about your future goals and journeys so tell tell us about what what's the future now and i know you can't predict it but yeah what what, what made you want to move to la and uh um so it was kind of um like I up and decided I was going to move to LA. I was kind of opposed to it the whole time, but um, I decided, I just realized that I was living in a very comfortable bubble of my own that I've set for myself, Mm -hmm. um, very safe. And I want more. I want the opportunity to grow more. I want to see myself grow more. Um, I want to see what I'm going to do. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move. Why not? Like really, I just asked myself, why not move? There's other reasons I could think about there. I'm like, ah, school and this. No, I'll go to, sc- I'll still stay in school out there. And it worked out perfectly. I have one year before I do my practicum. So nice. I moved out there. Um, originally, I wasn't planning on doing much mental health stuff. I was like, I- this is going to be my selfish year because I struggle with self-care. Um, I'm very used to m- helping other people. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I- I've got to figure out how to like also think about myself. But um I'm kind of finding it's changing like from the first couple weeks that I've been there um, as you guys heard like Nipsey Hussle passed away and that was really hard on the Eritrean community it was hard on the hip-hop community and really honestly the the entire world so I was there and I met a couple of Eritreans and they were like hey we heard there's a support group in Arizona it's so cool and I was like I that's my group so they were like we'd love to have something like that here and I was like you know what I don't know, like maybe I'll do it. Then I go to a dance class and these Uh. girls come to me after class and they're like, hey, we've come across your Instagram and we know you're a mental health advocate and it's helped us in this way. And And I was like, okay, I can't ignore these signs. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what I do out there. I'll probably do a bit of everything. Um, I get to take dance classes. I get to train a lot more out there and I'll be out there really by myself and I'm going to have to be uncomfortable. I'm going to have to grow. I'm going to have to figure things out. It's my first time not being yeah. with my family. Yeah. So. Do you like it so far? Or like, is it, are you um, the craziness of LA? <laughs> I know. It's definitely different. I haven't got to, exp- I haven't been there that long, long but I did just move into our place. So I will be grounded in that way. And I'm just excited to go do everything. I'm just going to do everything, honestly. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do it all. You're going to shine. Shine. Right like a diamond. (laughs) Right like a diamond. Yeah. So really the goal for me, it's not like I have necessarily goals of when I'm in LA to get done. To me, it was just saying that I was going to do it and doing it. So at this point, I accomplished. Yeah. Everything is going to work out. I feel like it. I mean, it it's going to be a great journey for you. So I'm yeah. really excited for you. So yeah. I'm excited too. The more I learn, the more I can give. So exactly, exactly. I feel like you're going to, again, make more impact on other people's lives. And 
it's just been so great having you here. It's very nice meeting you. I yeah. know. It's nice meeting you guys it, too. I it's felt like, as I said, when I started this, I was like, if I could only get her on this, it would be so amazing. But she's in LA. But the minute she comes back here, I'm going to make sure she comes on the show. And the following week, you're like, you posted like, I'm coming back to Phoenix. And I'm like, <laughs> girl, you have to come here. <laughs> timing. Timing. I'm yeah. telling you, everything is about timing. So yeah. so glad you're here. And I, I, I can't wait to see your journey. And thank you for helping me personally. And I'm sure the whole world will thank you too. Oh, thank you too. Thanks. I'm proud of you. This is awesome. Yay. Thank you, everyone.